Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey everyone, you're listening to Glick Speak Radio, Smooth Glee Radio on the TalkShoe Network at TalkShoe.com, call ID 115-202-POUND. This is Christy, your host. Um, we're going to talk about three episodes because we've been asked in a couple weeks. So we're going to talk about uh, Jagged Little Tape Street, The Heart Locker Part 1 and 2. I figured we could spend about 15 to 20 minutes on each episode, try to wrap it up in an hour. We'll see how that works out. So, I have joining me, as usual, my regular callers and Greeks, Paula. Is that you, South of Florida? What's up? I'm Mike. Ah, it's Mikey. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I think Nicole is here. That should be Nicole from Pennsylvania. Hi. Hi. Hey, darling. Oh, so boy. I guess wow. we're just waiting on Paula. Three weeks of Glee episodes we have to talk about. Oh, boy. I know. <laughs> three weeks. Oh, man. Do I, I still remember everything, so that's okay because uh, I only have to watch an episode once because this show is just, yeah. Well, um, do you want to do little... a quick little plot recap of each episode before we start talking about it? Or do you guys remember? <laughs> okay. I, I personally probably don't remember. <laughs> okay. I think it'd be uh, best thanks. to do a quick little plot recap. I'm just gonna read it off of like Wikia because it's easier than like trying to remember every single little thing that happened. But um for Jagged Little Tapestry, we'll start with that one. Uh the plot was Rachel and Kurt introduced their first assignment for the newly formed new directions and the remaining alumni to perform mashups of songs from Carol King's Tapestry and Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill. Santana decides to propose to Brittany, which causes Kurt, the regret in his breakup with Blaine, to vocally object and raise Santana's ire. Kurt's bitterness also causes tension with Rachel, whose optimistic leadership is at odds with Kurt's realistic expectations for the new members. Meanwhile, Becky returns to McKinley and asks Glenn and Tina to help convince her new boyfriend, Daryl, that she was in Glee Club after trying to impress him with a number of lies. Coach Beast reveals to Sam and Sue that Dee suffers from gender dysphoria and is taking steps to transition into a man. Which is a BS plot because in season two, she was perfectly fine being a woman. And she spent the last four seasons pretty much saying, hey, you know what? Yeah. I, I, like, being, I, I like being a woman, but apparently now they want to have another after-school special, <laughs> so now we have this crap. Which is no shock to me because uh, the show is just looking for every means as necessary to be a after school special. So that's well, yeah. Me. Uh, well, well, probably with all the transgender stuff going on now, like what's all you hear now with you know with gender going on. Oh, absolutely. Like, the Leela Acorn yeah. story. That's what I thought that they they were they were basically like referenced, but this happened way before that incident occurred with that that team, Leela Acorn. So the fact that the, in Alcorn, I think, is what it was. Sorry. So yeah, that oh, was the reason why. That wasn't the reason Hello, why. Hello, Paula. Paula joining us. Hello, guys. What's up? Hi. 
Right. Yeah. So we just recapped the Jagged Little Tapestry a little bit. So I think yeah. we spent about 15 to 20 minutes on each episode, try to fit it in an hour. I was I actually trying to finish the last one, but then I realized, oh, it's 9 o'clock. I, haven't, I got to the part where Blaine and Kurt were stuck in the elevator and that creepy... Uh, Dude all came out. I'm like, oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, we're going to talk about <laughs> yeah, that. That was yeah, really, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Okay. Awkward. And really out there. Yeah. 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 I was a little Well, with the Jerry Little Tapestry, I thought that the plot was, um, it was okay. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the same kind of plot line. I enjoyed the Santa, Santa melting down Kurt, burning him up like into pieces. I thought that was hilarious. And I thought Harker's was better than Sue's in episode five for sure because Sue, I don't know, she, eh. Sue really bothered me in the two episodes. She was, eh, I'll talk about that later, but, um, yeah, I like Santana. I very much enjoyed the Beast plot line, but not because of the whole, the fact, they, they butchered Ken, they always do that, but the fact that they did that was kind of unnecessary. But I did enjoy the fact that they foreshadowed for Sam his endgame, which is to be a head coach. But the thing was is that it's not going to be at McKinley because, as we saw, when he was, was um, scared and tearfully um, revealing to everybody the news. She was terrified that she was going to lose her job. So clearly she still wants to be the head coach. So Stan is just like, he's going to be like temporary, kind of like Rachel. But he's clearly going to be a head coach by the end of the series. But the question is where? And I'm almost 100% positive it's going to be New York. So that's, that's yeah, what exactly happened? I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but what exactly happened in the last – I only got to the far where they got stuck in the elevator, which was not an elevator. So let's, let's uh, that was the last that. episode. We're that talking that about Jagged Little Tapestry, the one where Bertina had the proposal, Bertina proposal, that one, and the one where they covered Carol King's Tapestry and Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill in the Glee Club. I saw that one. I saw the one at the, uh, the Hurt Locker. I was watching part two. Because so. uh, I didn't get to see it. My roommates wouldn't let me watch it. Let's not get into that, can we? Yeah, let's not. We'll, we'll let's avoid not, that no. whole drama. So. So. Do you remember what happened in Jagged Little Tapestry? Do you remember like what you liked about it or what you didn't like about it? Uh, I had to go back. I mean, did I? I don't remember. So I know Coach Beast uh, um, dropped the bomb that she was going to be a, a a man now. So right. that was a little yeah. surprising. I didn't I didn't I didn't expect that. That one came out of nowhere for me too. I was like, um I mean well, I kinda of figured she was really butch. <laughs> I don't know. That's the only reason why it came out of nowhere because it was just like, Hey, hey we're just gonna throw this pawn line at you just be like, Okay, whatever. I don't know. The, I don't know if they just threw it in there just to like you said, just kind of another after school special thing. Yeah, and they use Sam basically to, even though Sam should be able to understand what that whole tra- transgender thing is because he was friends with Unique, but the fact that they used him, I know why they used him, because he was essentially used as a target for the audience. Like, Beast was talking to him, like, he was the, like, Beast was talking to us, essentially, about what was going on with her, and that's basically all that was. It was Sam was treated naive because he was supposed to behave like an audience member. That's basically it. Even though he should, under, in canon, he should understand that because he was friends with Unique. A unique is was clearly trans, a transgender. Yeah. yeah. So the fact that he was just like, uh, what? It was pretty much just so that uh, they, they could have a character that could have the audience's perspective on the issue. Very, very lame. Very lame. Yeah. But, yeah. 
I talked about the foreshadowing for sure. They were not. So the question is, um, what would happen? Like, where would Sam go? Because, and I think that, and I think that's also interesting because Deep is a very appreciative person, as we saw in season two. She bought Artie this ridiculously expensive machine so it could walk, just so Brittany could believe again. It was a Christmas episode. See, I, I, four years ago, I still remember this crap. I only watched that episode once. Yeah, the show. thing broke the next day. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, but she still That's bought what it. happened. Yeah, and she believed or something. And, yeah, it's totally in Beast's character to, like, pay people back for being nice to her or to just, like, yeah. be a nice person. So I totally see her doing that for Sam, especially for Sam, like, doing what he's doing for her, which is essentially taking over the team while she's going through a really tough time in her life. I absolutely see her, like, um, coming back and him, like, being, like, him still, like, being, like, the head coach kind of deal, but then she'll be like, hey, listen, I got you a job somewhere else. I, I sent some videos of you coaching, and I found a school that's interested in you, and it's in New York. So you can have Rachel, and you can have your dream job. You can have both. So, yeah, that's kind of my prediction for what's going to happen with him. His end game is clear, like, career-wise, at least. Career-wise, his end game is clear. Well, they're obviously writing it that way, so. <laughs> Duh. But uh, the good like, thing is that... Is that kinda, it's kind of bombed, but whatever. I mean... Can't do anything about it. It's already written. Yeah, already done. They already um. The good thing is they didn't cement him at McKinley like they did with Finn. With Finn, they were like, okay, he's gonna be the glee coach. Sam is an assistant football coach. He's movable. Finn, not so much because Finn was like the glee coach. He was the glee coach at that school, so he had to stay at that school. So and he was gonna be the boys' alumnus. So yeah. But yeah, the songs are very good. I enjoyed the songs a lot. I did not like the fact that they kept on cutting to Kurt and Blaine moments, even though it was nice. I was just like, dude, these two are singing such a beautiful song together, and they have such good chemistry. I want to be able to see them, but they kept on flashing to Kurt and Blaine. It was very distracting, in my opinion, that performance. Um, but it was, um, and don't, um, hand over feet or something like that was a mashup. This was Mason. Mm-hmm. Will you still love me tomorrow? Very, very, hand over feet. very yeah. good I like that one. Yeah, I did, I did really like that one. They cut with claims like, every single 10 seconds. They're like, okay, this is distracting. Can you just stick to, like, these people? Because they have beautiful voices. I would like to hear them sing. But it's okay. It's okay. Because I, I understood the message of the song and what it was supposed to I do. I did like the Britannia mashup, too. The Britannia was probably, oh, like, yeah, the highlight of the probably. show for me mm-hmm. that episode. Yeah, 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 I agree. Absolutely, yeah. Definitely solid. Yeah. I also love uh, Santana's roasting curl. It was very, very enjoyable. Very enjoyable. Because Kerr had it coming. Snicks was coming out to play. So she's the Snicks? Yeah, Snicks. Snicks was coming out to play. After she gave him that, that kind of like look in the lock, in the choir, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, he's dead. He's going to get it. But yeah. What else happened in this episode? Oh my God. I was like, that's it, right? That's it. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so moving on to Hurt Locker. Um, well, one more thing. I am. I wanted to mention, I thought it was nice they gave Becky a boyfriend. I wasn't really expecting that, but I was uh, like, okay, I'll roll with it. I thought that whole whatever. thing was very boring. Yes, thank you. I thought that whole thing was just pointless. Yeah, I was just like, it was kind of pointless because I know we're never probably going to even touch on it again yeah. for the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah, uh, we're pro- we probably are because they love showing Becky for some reason, even though I hate her. She's just so annoying. It's just like, dude. We get it, she's a special character, but can you please not focus on her on the final season of the show? I don't please. think she's super annoying. I wouldn't go as far as saying I hate her. Um, definitely not, because uh, I, I think she's really cute, but I think before. they just keep writing the same kind of thing over and over for her that makes her not 
like such a two-dimensional character that it's like, okay, like you can't really give her anything. Yeah, and I'm not saying consistently telling people they're a whore or a bitch just because they're trying to help you is just ridiculous, even though you have your special needs. I just wish she wasn't such a... She doesn't have to be like that all the time. Like, I just wish she'd been a little nicer. And it wasn't comic either. I know it's like a defense mechanism for her, but I mean, come on. And it wasn't even funny either. Like, I was just like, I was was blowing my eyes and she was calling Quinn a bitch and a whore and shit. I was just like... Yeah. I, I did not like that plot line. It was pointless. Although I did enjoy I didn't, the uh, I, didn't, I didn't like, sorry, Um, I didn't get with Sue was in love with Clan. I'm like, this is like, the whole episode did not make <laughs> sense to me at all. Right. I don't it know why. Meta. It was Meta. She was parodying Clan Shippers. Like, she, that's, that's legit what it was. She was. Yeah, that, that pretty much was. It was Meta. That whole thing was Meta. That, that really? Whole, that, yeah, absolutely. The, the two episodes was her parodying Clan Shippers. The, the the whole the whole you didn't when when she said that line about oh if they had if they someone just look each other they would have to go to uh behind a trash can and hump 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 that's what clean shippers think all the time that's exactly well what and the whole like, shrine she has to clean was like whoa <laughs> it was a parody it was absolutely one hundred percent making fun of clean shippers yeah and and they actually liked it and I was like that's kind of ins- they're kind of insulting you and you like that stuff okay. <laughs> They're showing that you're insane and you're psycho and that this lady who's 50 years old, they're picturing you as her or something. All right. Well, so. before we officially move on to the Hurt Locker, part one and two, um, I don't know if you want to do a quick rating, one for ten, ten being like the best episode. Um, I would give it maybe like a six or a seven. It was okay. Yeah. It wasn't like the mm-hmm. best. Yeah, but. a seven for me for sure. Yeah. That's a seven six. for me. Six, yeah. Six or seven, whichever. Paula. Oh, now we move on to the Hurt Locker, part one. Paula? I don't think Paula gave her a free. Huh? Paula, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just, my roommates are just talking, and I'm trying to listen to you guys oh. at the same time. So it's kind of what hard to, you, like, you know. What would you rate? Like, I have, yeah. I, I'm sorry, guys, but I, I have, like, it's hard to focus. I I live, like, a place, or there's, like, how many people? I have, like, no privacy here at all, pretty much. So I have to be in the back of the building to, to to listen to you guys, pretty much. Okay. So, like, well, I don't have my own that. room. It's tough. Yeah, I understand. Plus, I'm in school and everything else. So, you know, um, I mean, I'm trying to keep it up with Glee, but it's it's getting a little tough because my time is over at school. So, you know, that takes away a lot of my time. So and tomorrow I won't be wa- I won't be watching Glee tomorrow because I'll be going to uh not tomorrow night not Friday night because my Bye. friend's in yeah. town and I haven't seen him he's from Orlando I haven't seen him in how many months so we're going to Hard Rock and but uh, to That's dinner cool. and everything else like that I have to work yeah. I I'm not watching Glee Friday either I'm not even really able to I'm I not think watching I watched it. Premiere live but that was about it. <laughs> Yeah. I'm watching. Oh, I'm I watched watching. it on the app. <laughs> I'm watching yeah, I watched it on Hulu Plus. So that's what I did when I didn't have a TV. We have a TV, but I never get to watch it because my roommates are always doing it. So I have to watch it on my Kindle, which is annoying. But hey, okay. what happens when you share a room for five people, including me? Mm. So yeah. All right. All right. 
Well, moving on to Hurt Locker, part one and two, which I think are one of the more memorable episodes for me. Now, this episode did not make sense to me at all. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. The first one and the second one. <laughs> uh, I haven't finished the second one, but, you know, the first one didn't make sense. I'm like, oh, I went back. I The first time I saw it, it didn't make sense. I, know this. I went back to watch part one the second time, and it made a lot more sense now. Because yeah. I had people talking over me, and I couldn't hear what they were saying. What people were saying on the TV. So, you want you guys want me to read the the plot real quick for that one, just so we yeah. can recap it real quick. Okay. So the um, several of the show choirs playing the gathering can leave for a technically meaningless invitational competition. Rachel worries that Will's vocal adrenaline team will be so stellar they will blow her still struggling new directions out of the water. What was that, Paula? I said I might turn the TV down. I'm on the phone. I can't hear the TV and you guys at the same uh-huh. time. Okay. Um, in a bid to prevent a spirit-crushing defeat, she implores Will to take it easy on them and asks him to purposely underperform at the event. He agrees, but when Sue gets wind of the of the, colli- the collision, she takes matters into her own hands. With Will's departure from McKinley, he and Sue would apparently have no further grudges to bear against each other, but she still takes offense at even the most innocent of actions. With a planned retirement on her horizon, decides to embark on a grand act of revenge. She takes her first step of reckoning by setting her sights on the story of Will's protege, Rachel. She hypnotizes Sam to make him believe he's in love with Rachel, hoping his amorous advances will distract her from the Gleek Club. Meanwhile, she takes steps to fulfill her hair. Her her desire to be a flower girl at a fabulous gay wedding and sets out to rekindle Curtin's Lane's fractured relationship. That was it. Yeah, this one was bizarre. I really didn't like part one. I thought it was really bizarre and weird. And I was like, Sue, you're really going to enact revenge against Will because he left a plastic work. <laughs> to the cartoon character. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to, to the me cartoon at all. character. What do you expect? She's, gonna, she's a cartoon villain at this point. She, she has no, like, Death to her plan. She seriously is like a cartoon character. So it's yeah, yeah, pretty much. They have kind of made her like that. I mean, I love her one-liners and her zingers. Like it's freaking funny, but that's it. Like she's kind of like the comic relief of the episode. But it was okay. really, I just thought that. it was really crazy. She hypnotized Sam and looked like he and Rachel. And I'm like, wait, I thought the whole Sam Shell thing was going to be like natural and. Whatever it is, it is. Not, not and then she the uses that droid to uh, spy on the glue practice. Like, what the hell? Yeah, that droid thing is really weird. I'm like, no one notices the thing floating around <laughs> in the room. Like, <laughs> like, I think they would have noticed it if if it yeah. wasn't there. And I'm like, I would have, I would have taken a baseball bat and knocked the thing down. I would have been like, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, the episodes are, are just, it's just getting so ridiculous. It's like, it's, I mean, I, I feel like every single episode I watch, it's getting worse, honestly, you know? Because well, the reason why so this stupid. was, like, um, it, was basically, it was basically a parody. It was a meta episode. It was a two-part meta episode making fun of the killing fandom. And also making fun of, like, essentially... Every poking fun at everything that this show's done in the past is essentially what this two part was. And it's directed by Ian Brennan, which is like common sense with his his um, mm-hmm. episodes. They're always going to be like that. But what I was, I enjoyed about this episode, I enjoyed both these episodes actually because I enjoyed the center plot line, which was essentially Sue getting in the way of 
playing essential and using ridiculous plot devices for Samchel. It was, I call him Samchel, thanks to you, because I didn't even know what their ship was last time we talked. But at Samchel, they used, she used the hypnosis crap. And with Clay, she used just the most ridiculous things, like a bear and their, a, a, a very, very fake DNA chart, which which was not true at all. Which no, <laughs> I didn't find that to be true either. But she, she invited every um, every yeah. guy that Tarofsky has dated, pretty much. Yeah. I'm like, awkward. That was yeah. yeah, it was absolutely awkward. Over the top um, and unnecessary. I would have gone, if that was me, I would have gotten out of that room. I'm like, right now. I wouldn't want to be there very long. Yeah, it's very awkward. Plus, I don't like Karofsky either, so that doesn't help. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a fan We're of not his. Supposed I don't to do care if he... You're not supposed to like yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no I don't care if he changed, but I just, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. see him kind of still the bully that he once was. No. I like him just fine if they wrote him, like, differently as, like, a friend. Yeah. Of... Blade and Kirk that was around, but just him dating Blaine is just so out there. Yeah, no. I'm like, is this really happening? Because he's the one he was in love with, is Kirk, so it would have made more sense for him to go for Kirk and Blaine, but yeah, whatever. It really did. That would have made more sense if they had him dating Kirk this season than Blaine. I was just like, yeah. what? Yeah. What is going on? It doesn't make sense to me. But essentially, yeah, the basis of this two episode is basically a parallel storyline between Clay and Sanchel. And in part one, Sanchel took the spotlight, Clay took the background. Part two, Clay took the spotlight, Sanchel took the background. But it was essentially just two meddling in their relationships, trying to get her way in both relationships. In, in Sanchel's case, it was Rick Rachel's heart, and Kurt's in Clay's case, it was get them back together. But neither thing happened. And she needs, essentially, at the end of the episode, it, essentially, the audience is going to realize that these two couples are going to get together, but at their own accord, they're not going to need Stu, of all people, meddling in their crap in order for them to be together. That It's going to happen naturally. And, well, as you can see from the preview, that's true. But because Sam's no longer hypnotized, even though a lot of some people are, are still fine trying to claim he is, even though he's definitely not. But more on that with part two. But part one... Um, I was more paying attention to what Rachel was saying. The fact that she thinks that she, like, I like the fact that she's, like, she's opening herself up to Sam. She's saying stuff like, it's nice to be with someone else that's so That's why I would like that. Because I like that. I want that for Rachel. Feel safe, calm her. Like, I like that stuff. So, yeah. And I love their duet. They sound freaking awesome together. It, it, it kind of was upsetting that they took six years to sing a duet together. But it was a very good duet. I it was duet. cute. I just hate that they're starting out Samshel this way. I know it's going to become natural, but mm-hmm. for for Sue to hypnotize him into it, I'm just like, okay, that feels yeah. kind of forced yeah. to me a little bit. That, okay, we're all supposed to just hop on the Samshel train and just, you know, like it. Basically, yeah, that's what the writers are trying to do. That's pretty much what they're doing. I told you, I told y'all when I when we saw the premiere, I'm like, they're setting this up, and I sure enough, here we yeah. go. Like, I know, I you're right. There was just so much pointless. There was so much pointless interaction between them. He was in so many scenes with her that it was just clearly that was the setup. And going from spoilers, I'm again right in the fact that I say that he's gonna be the rock during tough times. Like that's gonna be her rock, and like that's like when the so that's why I like this couple. So they remind me of Will and Emma Young, of course too. 
the meddling that Sue did with Lemma was that she psychotically got Terry to be the school nurse while when she saw that that Will and Emma were connecting, mm-hmm. which was such an enjoyable episode. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I still remember that crap. It was six years ago, five years ago or something. But yeah. But yeah, I also enjoyed the fact that Rachel, I love how, I love Rachel when she looks like she, she she's clearly falling for him. Like you can, like not even in part one, you could tell this too. Like when she was going up to him nervously, I was like, oh, she's going to get her heart broken now, but don't worry. It's going to, He's gonna feel the same way for you soon, so don't don't take it the wrong way. And so you don't think he's really still in love with Mercedes? I mean, I think he still has a thing yeah. for her. I don't know if he's I still in love with her, but he think for her. No, I think he definitely still has a thing for her. But he needs cl- they need closure from that relationship in order for him to be able to move on. They need closure. They never got closure. And Mercedes, no, they Mercedes didn't. looks like she's over him. Like, did, did you see in the premiere? She asked him, or he asked him the Virginia question, and she seriously like brushed him off like nothing. Like nothing. It was a roll of her eyes, and then just like, nothing. yeah. He's like Sam. Like Sam, shut up. And then she, like it was basically like Sam, shut up. And then she just yeah, Sam, get over it. Like yeah. She clearly is like I. I'm not seeing it from her, and I've never seen it from her. So that's whatever. Sam is the one that usually is invested in every single relationship with the girls, not so much. But with Rachel, well, Rachel puts her all in relationships. So I absolutely think that she will. She's already falling for him. Like that's clearly evident in part one. The way she approached him was so cute. Um, my poor baby got her heart broken. It's okay. Well, maybe she, the um, same Sadie's will get closure in the next twice. episode. She's denied her twice. She, oh, yeah. She's de- he's denied her twice. One time was when he said he wasn't her type in the prom episode. No, rumors. Rumors, which is one where he was like homeless or something like that. She asked him to prom and he's like, thanks, but I'm not, you're not my type. And now this time, when she's really open to being with him, after he kisses her, no less. Like, what do you think went through her mind? Do you think she honestly was like, he doesn't remember, or the fact he doesn't want to remember it, like he doesn't want to be with me? That's basically what I think, that Rachel is probably was very insecure about. Because she even said, like, she stood, she stayed up all night thinking about it, she stayed up, and she couldn't get any sleep. So clearly she is feeling something strong for this kid, this guy. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the, I was like, and the fact that she couldn't, like, and the fact that she couldn't, like, sleep, I mean, come on. The poor girl. Let her have some love. She deserves it after everything she's gone through. My God. Yes. Yeah, she's taken on a lot, too. She's running the Glee Club and everything else, so. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, she deserves She deserves some kind of, Plus, like, Kurt, Kurt, Kurt's taken on a lot, too, you know, running the Glee yeah, Club as well. Blame. Yeah, he is blamed, He's He'll get him. You know, I have, a, I have very... Um, I have confidence he'll get Blaine back eventually. Oh, he will. You know? He will. It's going to happen. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, I think they still like each other. I know they do, because it's like, yeah, that thing with the... the They're in-game, that's very clear. <laughs> yeah. They've made it very clear. They've also made very, Sancho very more clear. More obviously but, clear. They made Sancho just as clear as clear. No question I didn't think that was possible. I didn't think that was possible to make Sancho even more clear than, than as, as much as clean. And that was in the second episode, not the first one, but the, yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't know. He the way he reacted to like the whole Mercedes thing, it was like he just like looking for. I don't know. It was he like he didn't even like just like like sorry. I kind of have a thing for Mercedes still, so so sorry. And he actually said kind of, kind of still in love. Instead of I'm in love with her, he said I'm kind of. So I personally think they need their closure, and then he'll he'll like move on. So hopefully they get their closure soon. 
Are you talking about it? Sam and Mercedes? Yeah, hopefully they get the closure okay. soon. Yeah, they because, need to get closure. Yeah, because so. their shippers deserve not to be, like, strung around. It's just like we don't know what's going on with them at all, so. There's no spoilers at all about them. I can tell you that right now. There's not, and they're on episode 12 right now. Out of 13. So they're, 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 that's like enough. And there's like how many episodes left? Seven? One. Oh, you mean like film? One. What to do? Seven. Yeah. Yeah. Did we talk about spoilers here? Like for people. What did you say? Can you repeat that? I couldn't hear what you said. Everyone on the phone is okay with it. I don't mind. Did y'all hear that Mr. Jesse St. James is coming back? Yeah. Uh, I read that. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah, he yeah. He's confirmed it. Oh, he's coming. He's coming back. But it's not, I don't think it's going to be for Rachel. And if it is, I'm not even worried because, first of he's all. He's coming back? What? He's coming back. Probably for one episode, right? Yeah. I think, personally, I think he's going to be vocal to the coach because the second episode for Shadow that Will is going to get fired. Like, they are going to fire him. Both yeah, that's Lynch, what I thought Clint I guy, The Clint guy wants his ass. So, I think he's definitely getting fired for sure. The fact that. Clint is like, oh, we'll see about that. So clearly, yeah. I think vocal drama is going to, Jesse will be the new vocal drama coach against Rachel at sectionals. But even if it's not, I'm not even concerned about Jesse and Rachel because, um, well, first of all, has Rachel even uttered his, Rachel hasn't even said his name in like three or four seasons. So why am I supposed to believe that they're going to end up together when the show hasn't even referenced him at all in like four seasons? Not to mention when he was on the show, he was only a serious romantic issue. He wasn't even a serious one. He was an obstacle in season one. That was it. And then in season yeah. two, she used him to get Finn jealous. That's it. There's been no interest, romantic interest at all. And Rachel has no romantic interest, interest in him at all. Rachel's falling in love with Sam. I don't think he's going to be a big part of, you know, what they show. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm assuming no. he's just going to be a finale. I think it's just going to be, he's going to take over Vogel Drylon. He'll be at the... The finale and stuff mm-hmm. like that. That's, I, that's probably what it yeah. is. Either that, or, either that or he'll be like, like when Rachel gets her part on Broadway or something, he'll be like the male lead, like with her, like on, like yeah. he'll appear out of yeah. nowhere as like a cameo or some bullshit. Like yeah, that. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't mm-hmm. believe that Sam, they think Barry is going to happen. I'm pretty sure they're building on Sam Scholl. Yeah, that would kind of be like a pro, that would be kind of like a wink, wink reference to like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. real life because they've been... Yeah, I'm pretty sure Samuel's going to be Endgame. You can't set that up like without like they're they're really like going very careful with that thing. And if you're going to bury, if you're going to freaking like give him the closure, the only way you, the only reason you would do that is because you were setting up a new Endgame for Sam relationship wise. That's it. Yeah. Well, my only problem is them using that term. Like Sam used that term with Rachel. Is like we're we're Endgame. And like <laughs> that was kind of a burn to the official shippers, but okay. <laughs> no, that was a burn. burn. That was a, I, didn't, I didn't take that as a potential kind of thing. I took it more as, like, they're just, like, making fun of what fans say. Because mm-hmm. fans love to say that term. Are you shitting? Are Pretty you sure there's been a couple times where Finn's, like, he, well, Finn was, like, oh, very clear it. to Rachel oh, before, like, we're endgame. Like, you and me yeah, are endgame. At the then. wedding episode, the wedding yeah. episode, he said the endgame line. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, he said it when he beat the crap out of Brody, which was, like, one of the worst lines in the world. It was, like, Twilight level. He's like, stay away from future wife. That was like my level when it comes to the worst lines in the show. That was pretty awful. <laughs> he beat up Brody and he was like, stay away from my future wife. I'm just like, oh, God. That's not even nice. I didn't mind when he beat him up. I was like, go for it, dude. I didn't like the guy. Any but that line was so cringeworthy. 
I thought it was funny. I thought it was kind of funny. I just laughed. But, yeah, I thought that, um, are, you, are, we, are we moving on to part two or part one still? Yeah, I think we kind of glossed over a little bit part two because, Oh, you know, part one, the performance is Thousand Miles is the best. I did not Thousand the Miles was the best. The other, the, the whole other, the like, Glee performances were not great. Yeah. I, just, I enjoyed Sue being Sue. I thought that was hilarious. Like, well, she sang bitch. bitch, which I thought was, well, yes, perfect song for her. But on the other hand, I think I would have liked someone else Quinn. singing it. Like, Quinn, Quinn would have the perfect one to sing Quinn would be perfect. Yeah. Like, in season that. one, not now, but she would yeah. be perfect to sing that song. Like, in season one or two, perfect song for her because she was a major bitch. But she, she came just with a faint as well because she was very holy. But, so it was right. a perfect song for her to sing. But, yeah, Sue singing it was hilarious. Was, uh, it, it's the show where you have to suspend belief, essentially, logic. It just You have to throw it out the window because there's no way that any person would think this woman would still have a job if she firehides people in the face, if she pushes people down the stairs. Yeah, Lee is lost. All logic for Lee has been gone. And I love how people... <laughs> at least a couple seasons yeah. now. At least. <laughs> and I love how people always try to say that we have to think logically. Logically, Sam would have to go to college before he got a head coach position. I'm like, yeah, this logic. This is not logic. Logic would say that Artie couldn't be able to move on top of a fountain and go around, but he did in the New York episode. So apparently the kid mm-hmm. has super strength or something, so let's him in the wheelchair or a crane or something. <laughs> So he could have come up there. Like, logic is, does not exist. It's Glee. That's essentially the excuse. It's Glee. It doesn't need logic. Just follow yeah. the world. Just follow the magical world of Glee. I mean, for the love of God, I remember when watching an episode of, um, it was the episode where Sue sang Little Girls, and you seriously saw the Hollywood sign, the Hollywood sign on one of the cuts, and I was like, I swear to God, there's a cut, there's a screen cap, and you seriously see the Hollywood sign in back of Sue. I was like, wow, okay, I didn't know Hollywood was in Lima, Ohio, but that's nice to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't. Anyway, um, so quick rating. I mean, I gave it, like, maybe, like, a, a three or a four. I was not that touched by it. It was terrible to me. I didn't like it. Since it's a no, I didn't like it either. I have to give it at least a six or a seven, because it was a start of Sam show, and they're a young one to me. So, yeah, and obviously you're a big Samsung fan, so it's good for you. Because they're Wemma. They're Wemma. <laughs> so, of course, I got to do it. I'm a hardcore Wemma fan. I can spot a Wemma clone from a fucking mile away. That's a Wemma clone. Sorry. But, yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Nicole, did you do your rating for part one? Four. Four. Hey, Nicole, you're a Wemma fan. Do you see Wemma parallels with Samsung? Or am I going insane? Uh, I'm sorry, what did you say? Do you see parallels with women and, and Sanchel? Or am I going insane? Oh, you mean like it, as far as like them trying to recreate? Young Will Schuster and like the, the kind of relationship they have, like a connection. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. You, okay, yeah, so I get, I get that, yeah. Thank you, mm-hmm. thank you. I'm not going yeah. to No, no, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> people are always okay. like, we about, like, young, they're young. Like, I'm not going insane. I know this crap. I'm not delusional. I love to say that. I'm not delusional at all. So, okay, moving on to the next episode. Her locker part yeah, two, I... a.k.a. when Sue goes that shit crazy. Um,
Yeah, I'd have After, to get to episode of four because I I just didn't I was confused I did not know what's going on, so I couldn't even hear it because my roommates were talking over it. Well, let me give you, you a know. quick recap so you can kind of have an idea of what really happened in the episode. So, mm-hmm. after Sue's informal show fire invitational already began, she announces several rules, including that teams must have at least 12 members, which New Directions obviously is not, and the competition, which will extend over a three-day period, will move forward, even in the unlikely event that some of the coaches get kidnapped. <laughs> Rachel mm-hmm. and Kurt redouble their efforts to recruit enough members to allow New Directions to participate and to put together a performance that doesn't totally humiliate the team. Despite Rachel's objections, Kurt suggests that they enlist former Glee Kitty to help them out, prospects that would require Rachel to swallow her pride that leads to Kitty's invaluable help in putting together the perfect set list in the end of the team. Meanwhile, Sue, who is still determined to see Kurt and Blaine reunite, pulls out all the stops to, re- to enact an elaborate plan. Sam works to recruit Spencer to join the Glee Club, but the gay, aspiring quarterback worries doing so may cause him a standing among the other jocks, and Will and Rachel have a much-needed heart-to-heart. The heart-to-heart must have lasted like 10 seconds, because I really didn't see it. Unless it was the I don't yeah, I remember the heart-to-heart. Heart. <laughs> I don't remember what heart happened? Heart. I seriously just remember, yeah, like, I remember hugging that. her and, and saying, like, you shouldn't have stolen my mail, and then she's like, I did it. And it's like, and then they both say, too. I was like, is that the heart-to-heart? Because that don't look like a heart-to-heart <laughs> to me, or something like that, but Okay. Oh, this episode. This I would have called it more well, of a heart-to-heart in, like, what, the first episode when they really talked? Yeah. Really talked? And mentioned, talked about Finn for a second? That was more of a heart-to-heart. Yeah, absolutely. This was not a heart-to-heart at all. I was very confused. <laughs> I was, and I was, like, I was, like, when they figured out it was Sue, I was, like, hello, was it obvious? They were, like, it took them, like, two seconds to realize that Sue's the one who stole his mail. They also probably realized now that Sam was obviously under Sue's control, which is just kind of... Well, yeah. Stuff. I was like, like come on. Out. I mean, that was so obvious. Like, you will. You're smarter than that. Yeah. <laughs> You're married to Emma Will. Come on. Get smart. She's, <laughs> she's a tough cookie. Okay, so this episode, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can all I right, tell you my... I my... say that I did not like at all about this episode and really, like, made me really upset was the fact what? that Sue... Sue said a line that really upset me. It was basically saying, which one of your uh, love interests will die first? The one that's suicide happy or the one that's like 50 years old? I was like, that's not necessary. You don't, you don't, you don't say that. And Sue is one of the ones that felt bad for when Karate felt horrible for when Karate committed suicide or tried to commit suicide. So the fact that she thinks that that's an appropriate line to say is just disgusting. Like, you do not make fun of that kind of stuff. I did not appreciate that line at all. Yeah, so I don't like that she made that. fun of, um, like, like Walter and the whole her relationship, which I agree is weird that he's dating some 50-something-year-old. Okay, that's just bizarre and weird. Like, like that's that's about as out there as, as Lane and Karaski dating. But I was just like, that, okay, whatever. That scene, that, that scene was the funniest ep- scene of the whole episode. That oh, was the part with like, the, old, the, old, the old guy, uh, she was the waiter, waitress. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that, yeah, like that a, was pretty funny. Put like a button on Kurt that says like "I love old people" or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, the, literally, that scene was just hilarious. It was so funny with him and her and Harry Hamlin. It was just hilarious. <laughs> yeah, why is Kurt dating an older guy? I don't get. That. I know. Weird. Well, I think you know it's yeah, because he met him on the thing, but. But he's like, like, he's like, so that but, don't, I mean, like, go, like, insane over 
a serious love interest, so they get clearly give someone that's clearly not going to end up with her. So they're just like, all right, chill out. This is just going to be like ten, ten. It's like barely anything. Just calm down. He's not going to. It's end up weird. Guy, it's just weird. The guy could be his father. Like I mean, true. His older daddy's he's like it's ridiculous. That would be like me dating Sean. That's creepy. No offense. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, let's talk about, like, the really, like, probably the most memorable thing. The whole episode is just, like, Sue's creepy, like, Chucky doll version of herself. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was <laughs> creepy. So what? Really not what Chucky. the it's hell? It's not Chucky, it's Saw. It's yeah, Chucky Saw, right? Saw. Yeah, it's yeah. Saw. Yeah, that's a Saw. You can call it Jigsaw. Jigsaw is the name of the villain, uh, the bad guy in the Saw movie. So Jigsaw was the one for Glee. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, it was just creepy as hell, and I'm like, yeah. I, I might have nightmares after this episode. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, trapped in that elevator, which is not an elevator. I'm like, I knew yeah. something was actually up, and I'm like, I knew this is not. This is a I place. like that she gave them a bathroom, though. I thought that was nice. I'm like, well, that's useful. <laughs> like, yeah, I think there's still the bathroom for a second there. <laughs> At least she fed them and, oh, gave, and gave them a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, at least she was. At least she was courteous enough to do that. <laughs> yeah, she just put them back together pretty much. Like, so. I hope. Oh, yeah. Really I hope they get back together. They got out of the elevator, right? I hope so. They got out of the elevator. Yeah. They got out of the elevator. Yeah. That was a really. That was probably the one of the most best plain kisses I've I they had to make it work. Watch they were being stalked by a crazy woman, so if they didn't let it like really work, they wouldn't have gone out the elevator. But obviously, there was feelings in the kids. It wasn't just like for a show, even though they kind of was. It clearly, was not. But yeah, it was. Yeah. I think she was trying to claim is a little weird. Like, how do you like? She apparently has cameras everywhere, which makes sense. I mean, too. But I'm Big like, has, uh, those cameras you have a, that can at, like, hijack she, people's dreams. She must have cameras at you know the 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 Warbler School. I forgot the name of that school for a second. I don't know. Help me out. Dalton. But she has pictures of their first kiss, like a poster of it. I'm like, what yeah. the hell? <laughs> I'm sure there's a clean person out there that probably has that poster. <laughs> she had a freaking video montage. I was like, what? Did she like? Did she like make a fan video of that too? <laughs> well, it shocked me. She's parodying clean shippers, so she has she, 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 Yeah, like yeah. kind of crazy. I mean, I get it. It's I made think up. I. It's Sue, but I just like really okay. It's made up. It was just a made up episode, essentially. This whole thing was made up. Making fun of the fandom, basically, before going serious at the end. But, yeah. Um, let's, let's see. What else happened in this episode? The, ooh, Kitty. I love Kitty. Kitty. So, the fact that yeah, she's actually really, like, really, cause she's I like, love that she felt out the Glee Club and found, like, yeah, I know what, what songs really make too emotional. <laughs> yeah, that was. Almost, funny. Funny. She's like crying at the end of the episode. She was very yes. Kitty was a very useful person. And I like that they pair a little Rachel and Sam trying to get new members. Sam and Spencer and Kitty and both those members are the ones that sang the first song, the the new song or the first song. The the the, the they recruited those members and they got the first song. 
That was nice. I don't understand how people can seriously make the claim that Stan is still hypnotized. Did they miss the... They, they, uh, there was a part, literally, in the episode where she literally snaps her finger and he wakes up. Like, did, I, did, I did not hallucinate this part. It happened. He was saying he was going to kiss her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, yeah, yeah. And she right. snapped her finger. But I, I hear people saying, like, he's still hypnotized. I'm like, what? I think people are in denial or something or trying to grasp a straw, but no, that, he's, he's, that was 100% Sam after the entire, that, that whole thing, when he was saying like, oh, I don't remember anything, but like, whatever you need me to do, I'm here. That was 100% Sam. He's got the entire episode, that was 100% Sam. The only thing that was not Sam was that crazy-ass Endgame thing or whatever. That was not Sam. Yeah, Obviously. that was definitely not Sam. <laughs> but I actually like the fact that Rachel's falling for the real Sam. She's not falling for the Sue Sam. Like, she was even creeped out by the Sue Sam. The one she was falling for was the one that was bobbing his head in the audience and helping her with Spencer. That's the I would be for. creeped out by the fake Sam, pretty much. Or like. I think anybody would be, to be honest. Yes. Sam. Yes. And what's with the so, lyrics? Of, what's with the song that she gave Sam? I don't get that. <laughs> um, well, those songs are like they're, they're very, 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 very interesting songs. They're, and that's a that's a nice way to put it. Is on this Yeah, they're, I know. They're very interesting. Interesting being like the kindest way you could put it. it, it like no. Yeah, those songs are awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you watch them, you, if you if you listen to the songs, they're awful. So don't even. <laughs> they sounded awful just from the titles. I was like, what the hell? No, the songs. And I was like, when he was saying he wrote it, I was like, did he really write these songs? You know, the people. <laughs> I'm like, Rachel would never pick these. Like, even if you hypnotize him into it and try to get him to be all convinced, she's never going to pick these. Ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God, that's so silly. But, um, yes, I absolutely like the fact that they, that I like that Sam talk with, with Spencer about talking about Finn. I like that. Because they're not trying to cement Sam as, like, a Finn. I, I, I don't like how people are calling Sam like a mini Finn. I'm like, no, he's not. He's Sam. Like, he's not Finn. And he doesn't want to be Finn. He doesn't want to be no, Finn. No. But I like Sam that they about. mentioned Finn again and still have his jersey on the Finn. wall and picture on the wall. That's that, Absolutely. That. They're going to mention Finn all the time this season. I like that. I'm glad they pay homage to Finn still. That's nice. He was a yeah, cool part of the show. They can't, then they can't not do that. Like, they have to pay, they have to pay honor to him no matter what. He was a core part of the show. He was a male yeah. lead. Aside from Will. He was a male lead. He was, like, the so. core of the team. He was like the uh, the like the heart of Glee, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Even though when the show started, that was Will's job. Yeah. Right. That was yeah. Will's the heart of Glee. And then Finn took over for for uh, for um, Mr. Chu when he went to Washington. So well, that was supposed Which to be him. Yeah. Yeah. That was supposed to be him with the new Glee club and everything. Yeah. I'm sure Matthew Moore appreciated not doing anything and getting paid a crap ton of money. Not doing anything off screen. I'm sure, he loved doing that. It's true. He didn't do anything, so he got paid. He's a series yeah. regular that got, got to take like a nine episode vacation. Like, who wouldn't like that? Get paid a crap ton of money, not even do anything? Heck yeah, do it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um, 
performances, uh, I definitely enjoyed the uh, Warriors were okay. Warriors yeah. were okay. Yeah, yeah, they, they didn't really were care okay. for that. It's the only performance I, I, I saw. Yeah. Warblers, I didn't really care for their performance. Yeah. They, they kind of the, 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 I think they wanted to just get that out of the way so we can go to the claim stuff. They probably just did it on purpose to make them not look as <laughs> good as New Direction. We're going to look good. when we have yeah. six people on the stage sitting yeah. in schools, no less. Because yeah. exactly they, want, they want us to root for the underdogs, which is obviously New Direction. So. No, absolutely. And, and they made their performances, like, super amazing. I was like, whoa, I didn't expect them to be that good. They didn't make the performances amazing. They made the voices amazing. They made the storytelling amazing, which essentially was the voices up to that. These new kids have the best voices. I personally think they have better voices than a lot of the cast from season one. Sorry. They yeah. have better voices. I like that guy, Mason. My uh-huh. favorite yeah, he's a good boy. Probably of the kids. Of the, any of the Glee kids, my favorite male voice. And I thought Kevin was my favorite male voice, but no, this guy, this guy takes the cake for that role. And the girl, I like Roger. Jane. Oh my God, Jane is phenomenal. You know what Jane is saying? Did she? Jane saying. She's the Mercedes Park and Bark. She's the Mercedes Park and Bark stuff. Like she's saying the really like belty notes in the songs. She's saying um, she was just saying all out of love. You, you heard her more in that one, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's that was, it. Uh, that's, my favorite, that's one of my favorite songs. So the fact that they covered that, and it was so beautifully covered, it's just like, oh, A plus. <laughs> a freaking plus on that. I didn't, I want, I, again, with the claim cuts, though, like the cuts to claim, again, during that, it must have been love. I understand why they hope. did it. But, yeah. I like that. I like that. It must have been. I, I like the new direction. They're robotic. That that Roderick. Roderick that guy yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, that his voice. Phenomenal. I love his voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it too. Perfect. Who's perfect the guy? Uh, no. Um, who's the guy well, cheerleader? I forget his name. Um, Mason. 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 Yeah, that's what I was talking Mason. about. He's cute. Mm. He has a very. very I like very um, voice. um. Oh, the guy cheerleader. Yeah, Mason. Yeah. Yeah, I like the uh, guy, the uh, big, I don't want to say the, like, the heavyset kid. What's his name? The, the husband? Roderick. 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 That's right. That's right. Oh, in case you did, and in case anybody didn't know that Samchel and Clay are being parallel, they even had a shot together. I, when I was watching with my fiance, I was like, watch, they're gonna, during this final song, they're going to have cuts to these two, like, same people looking at each other or, like, having some kind of moment. Sure enough, like, this show is just like, you, after six seasons, you, you got this song. You got this show down, <laughs> Mikey. You got it. Let's predict it. Seasons of watching this show, you can understand where you're gonna go. It's so predictable and cliche, yeah. Yeah. But it's cliche in a good way. It's not cliche in a bad way. It's cliche in a good way. I will give that compliment. It's a cliche, but in a good way. Like it's a happy cliche. It's not like a crappy cliche. Where it's just like, oh, I really don't like this cliche. Like, a bad cliche would have been if after Will had sex with Terry season two, she showed up pregnant. That I would have stopped watching the show. Because, hell no, I wasn't going to stick around for Terry being pregnant. So I can have my heart ripped out of my chest with women in season three. No, when it, well, because season two was awful for us. I couldn't imagine what season three was going to be like. But thankfully, that didn't happen. So I was okay. And I continued watching because I was about to dump this show after season two. Because I was mm-hmm. just done. The disrespect to women was just enough. Cutting everything having Jayma up here like four minutes, not even, 
like in four episodes at the entire season. She's created like ten episodes series regular, really. No. But thankfully season three made up for it. But anyways, yeah. I was like, watch, they're gonna parallel their paralleling planes to Ansel and sure enough, they did. And what a shock. I was not shocked at all. I was like, wow, okay. Way to be predictable show. And I love the look Rachel had. The fact that I love when Rachel She's my baby now. I didn't really care about her, but I do care about her now because she's like a, it's like a, she's like a, it's like a mini will. She's she's a cute mini will. I love Will and I love Rachel now because she's embodying Will's heart, the Will character's heart. Without, and she's actually maturing. Like I love the fact that she's excited about the Blue Club. I love the fact that she's not thinking about herself. Yeah. I love. Yeah. That. I like that she's putting them first. I do like that a lot. And I like how she told Kitty, like, no, I'm going to see this through to the end. I'm not going to abandon you guys. Because Kitty was like, I don't want to join. And then two weeks later, it's over. Mm-hmm. So I like that conversation they had. I absolutely love that conversation, too. And it's kind of foreshadowing, too, because you know she's going to have a conflict of interest where she's probably going to go, like, try, like doesn't want to betray that trust. But she probably will. But in the well, end, it'll work yeah. out well because she'll make the right choice in the end. She'll choose. Speaking of that, I just read like the, the next episode plot, and I'm like, okay, so that's gonna come up again. <laughs> she's tempted, I'm sure, to go back to Broadway. So. Oh, she's not. Oh, wait, no, she's not going back to Broadway. I don't think she's not going back to Broadway. She's just auditioning for a show. Is what I think it is. Yeah, sure. yeah, that's what it is. Mercedes is kind of convincing her to audition for this movie. So. <laughs> and so that's and that's and the kids are going to hammer you enough substantial in this freaking head. Now we're getting an episode being based on love, and they're like a main plot. I'm like, okay. Like, like, come on. Do you have to be more obvious at this point? Did you even see, did you see the, the cliche look? Not the cliche look. The Wemma. It was a Wemma look. They did the Wemma thing. And also the, the special thing. It was season one. It was vitamin D. At the end of the episode, remember, they had the, they, they looked at each other sideways while people were in the background in the promo. They have that look. That's the one. That's from Vitamin D. And Terry's in the background. But obviously there's nobody in the background. This show. You know what I'm talking about? No. I'm trying to remember. I'll have to rewatch um, it to remember. I didn't see that. Out. Was that during your performance? No. It's Vitamin D. It's Vitamin D. It's yeah, but I remember Vitamin D that they did the matchup. Yeah, and then he, 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 Emma asked him, like, um, she was talking about the, what, what Ken did, which was proposed to her. And Is that the one they where they got drugs, like the, uh, yeah, the, yeah, um, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that one. Oh, I yeah, where Sarah gave him that blue pill of suicide, and she's going to make mm-hmm. it super. Yeah. Like, me and them all. And she got her drunk. But yeah, and, oh, and you know, remember how I was talking about duets and how writers care for characters. If, if a writer likes a couple, if the writers like a couple and they want to show validity as a couple, they'll give them duets. There, here's your second duet. They have a second duet in the episode. So, Sam Mercedes only had one duet the entire show. Human Nature, season three, that's it. So, right. maybe that's just like. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure I hope to God that, <laughs> that Mercedes me. gets closure with Sam in this episode. I'm pretty sure they will, from what I know. They will get closure, so I'm happy about that because what, what number are we on now? Six. Six. I mean, six, it'll be six. Yeah, we're about yeah. to watch. This is storyline episode two. I can't wait till seven when we get to see Jamie. <laughs> <Yay! laughs> and we're gonna get to see Wemma. 
Yeah. <laughs> and she and she yeah, it, I did see um like you were talking about she's gonna be a nine. Yeah, they, the press release came out and she's on it for nine. So. I know. I don't lie. <laughs> I am always legit. Even though people always claim I'm delusional. You know farthest thing from delusional. Yes, she's a nine. Of course she would be nine. She she was a big part of the show in the beginning, especially. I know. I was like, I was so scared with, with you know with her, and like I was like, well, they say they'll bring her back, but I was like, I don't know. Is this just gonna be one episode, or like you know, because it's, it's the last season, you know, and she, she should be in the finale. She, should, yeah, she was the one well, who helped Will, um, encourage Will to start the the uh, Glee Club, actually. So yeah, she yeah. But I'm sure this episode will show like what what if like a what if like what is the what is the PR the what if scenario what if they didn't join the Glee Club or no it's about what um why they joined Glee Club or something like that or something like that I don't know it's uh, an AU I don't think it's an AU I think it's a flashback episode so it's interesting I pray to God it's not the finale though because I would don't want that to be the finale I wouldn't care but I just I personally wouldn't want that because I think it'd be a distraction. Like, after you see what happens, then you have to see an episode where they go into, like, why they joined Glee Club. Because we already know that Glee mm-hmm. Club was changed their lives. We already, we've been told this. We've been hammered in the face multiple times every season that Glee Club changed their lives. They say it all the time. So yeah. why do we have to develop an episode? The series finale knows to that is pointless to me. So I hope that's not it, but I wouldn't mind if it's not if it is. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the promo for next week is actually very interesting. It has Samchel, it has Britannia, and it has Mercedes being the one and being the one that approaches Rachel about her exam. And the best part is, she don't look at she don't look at it. She's smiling. She's like the, she's like she's like teasing her. So that's just good. That's yeah. what you in right there. I think Mercedes is going to be the one to be like, it's okay, Rachel. You can be the Sam if you want. <laughs> well, I want, well, I want her to have, I want her to talk to Sam as well because I don't want this to just be Rachel and Mercedes discussion. I want Sam to have a voice too. Like Sam and her need the closure. It's not Rachel and her that need closure. It's Sam and her that need closure. Yeah. Right. And I think he, they will because I don't think Sam would straight, like knowingly pursue Rachel, knowing that Mercedes might be hurt by it, even though he's feeling he's falling for Rachel. And he might not have the same feelings he did for Mercedes anymore. He's still like he's still he's a good guy. He's enough enough to understand like hey, we need to talk about what's going on. So I think that they deserve that moment at least. So I hope they get it because they deserve closure, especially before any of this stuff happens. Right. With Rachel and Sam. Um. Yeah. Real quick, we can rate the Hurt Locker Part Two. I would actually give it a nine. It was probably one of the best Glee episodes so far of the season. I yeah, it was I really enjoyed the watching whole it. Thing. Yeah, I, I only got to the part where um, the uh, Sue uh, puppet came out, and they after that, and they got yeah. That's the only up. reason I wouldn't give it a ten, because I'm like, really, Sue, like with that no, doll, yeah, that like just, not no, necessary. No, it's like, gonna give me nightmares. That was nightmare. creepy. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. no, I just after I got after I'm um, done uh, watching the episode, I'll actually go on my Twitter and rate it. Give it a rating. Yeah. Myself. You can just look she could have there. just showed up like on a TV screen in the elevator and been like, "You must do this." <laughs> that makes sense, but I guess too much of a parody. You know, a, I think the logic behind them was to scare them, kind of like that, to do that. So they had to have some originality. 
So they kind of did like the TV, like Saw did. They have to have some originality. So instead, they have like Jigsaw come out of like some creepy door. And like, oh boy, that was just. Funny. Anyway, what would you very, rate very it, Mikey? An eight. I would definitely yeah. give it an eight. It was definitely the better of the two episodes, but uh-huh. the, the I personally think it should have been one. I should it, that should have been a two part. Like that should have the fact that it cut off at such a cliffhanger, like a moment within the first episode was just pointless. It should have been like, and you could have, I don't think you could have condensed it into two episodes, but you, you should have. You could have done the parallels. It could have been a substantial claim parallel fest the same way. Nothing would have changed. It would have just been rushed. But what the episode isn't rushed? I mean, let's be honest. What the episode isn't rushed in the end? But yes, I give it an eight. It was good. I definitely enjoyed those songs better, and New Directions are incredibly talented. And I would prefer that we get to see them and we get to, like, see them perform rather than get cut to, like, random other stuff. Because it's distracting. Right. Like, I did not like yeah, the Sue's whole, um, like, all those flashbacks to Sue when they're performing. I want to see these kids perform. I don't want to, I don't care about Sue being a Republican and losing, being very angry. I, mean, <laughs> I understood why they did it. But to me, it was distracting. Yeah. It took me away from the performances, and I wanted to see the performances. So I was kind of upset. Yeah. And the, the stupid, like, I laughed, kind of, when Sue lost the roles to, like, of, like, infamous people like Princess Leia, Julia Roberts' character, Pretty Woman. I laughed, but I was like, it's distracting. So I would prefer to see the performances over Sue. Okay. Well, Nicole, what would you read it? A seven, that low, because just the ridiculousness of Sue. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Just the Sue storyline. Paul, I know you didn't watch the whole thing, but I mean, so far I like it. I'll give it like an eight, but at, like for for them. So I have to go back. Like I said, I have to go back when I'm done and watch yeah. it. So yeah. um, I probably buy t- probably either tonight or tomorrow because I have school tomorrow and I have so to let's go to bed. Talk spoilers. So, yeah. Let's talk spoilers. The next episode after the the, the next episode after six is seven transitioning. Coach Beast comes back mm-hmm. to school as a man. And Kurt and Blaine and yeah. Sam and Rachel are once again paralleled to the point where they both share duets in the episode. What a shock. You know what the duets well, are? Well, it says the in like, the plot line that Kurt and Blaine are going to find themselves in a familiar situation that brings back old memories. So yeah, but there's a comma. flashbacks there's a or something. Comma. I don't know. Yeah, but there's a comma. Like the Sam and Rachel boil over and then comma. They find themselves in a familiar yeah. situation. So there's a parallel right there. Like they are like right. smashing people over the face. These two couples are the main couple of the show now. Like if you don't like them, tough. <laughs> they're gonna be there. Yeah. Well, again, they're pretty much kind of forcing us to get on the same shell train at this point. You, you know. Yeah, you know. and not to mention a third duet in four episodes. It's kind of excessive, don't you think? But that's kind of hitting us over the head with it by now. So it's like, okay, this is gonna happen whether you like it or not. Yeah, they no. don't really care at this point. It's the final season rating suck. That's what I said. It's the final season rating suck. If you don't want to watch it, you don't have to. You don't care. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Goodbye. Y'all left for the most of it anyways after season five, so go. Y'all can go. Don't care. But yeah, do you know what the duets are? Mm-hmm. Do you know what the duets they're singing are? Yeah. Yeah, it says, well, it doesn't say who's singing it in seven, but it's, uh, it says, um, you give love a bad name, someone's going to sing that. Clint, vocal adrenaline. 
that, that has him all over it. That has him all over it. And not to mention, that's probably when he eggs yeah. Kurt, uh, uh, Blaine, and Rachel, and they put Will and Emma in the park. Yeah, and then something called Same Love. Uh, unique and Will. Possibly. And then, and of course, they have to say all about that bass or that bass, whatever. Mercedes. song's so annoying. It's so overplayed. I'm just so scared of that song. Okay, they have to cover it. Mercedes, and hopefully, hopefully, Roger, too. I would like Roger to sing in that song, too. I think that'd be a good song for, like, a duet kind of thing. I think that'd be interesting. Mercedes, for sure, though. For sure. And then, says Blaine and Kurt are going to sing Somebody Loves You. Yes. And then, Sam Shell's going to sing Time After Time. We all probably falling in love by then, I'm sure. Um, and then Unique's going to sing I Know Where I've Been, which I'm sure. Beautiful song. I cannot so. wait to see that performance because I love that show. So I really look forward to that performance. Time After Time, gee, I don't know. Isn't that like one of the most romantic songs of all time? Like one of the well, most yeah. romantic yeah. songs of all time? And you're having them sing it? Like, okay, what the hell is that supposed to mean? And if you notice, there's a theme in Sam and Rachel's songs, Thousand Miles, Time After Time, Distance. This Even next episode, they're going to sing I'll Never Fall in Love Again, which you already talked about, and saying, well, they're pretty much going to be in love with each other or falling for each other by the end of that song. So. No, not, not, they're not going to fall each other. They're not going to. It's them, it's them being complacent because, like, the people in the Or they're making a decision to move on, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yes. Yes, that's what I said. And this, and like and, and yeah. you know they have a theme, a recurring theme, distance. Like it's talking about distance and being there for each other despite the distance. And time after time, again, that goes into the whole thing I talked about, him being her rock. Time after time is a song that's essentially about that, being someone's rock in tough times that you love, no less. Uh-huh. Oh, I can't wait for that performance. I love time after time. It's one of my favorite songs. That's a beautiful song. Wait, it's an absolute <laughs> beautiful song. Excuse me. Isn't that from the eighties? And it's so well known. Yeah, Cindy Lauper. And it's so well known, so like everybody knows that song. Although mm-hmm. I'm, I admit, the way I know that song is because I watched the movie. Um, I'm trying to think of the I, one of the actresses, Lisa, uh, Phoebe from Friends. It's like a high school reunion. They did that. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Um. Romy and uh, Roman, like something like that, high school yeah, reunion. Yeah, like the that. one with Mira Serena and um, yes, Lisa and, yes. Yeah, yes, Lisa Kudra. Yeah, Lisa Kudra. Yes, Lisa Kudra. Yes, yes. That was the only, that's the most, that's the main reason why I know that, that song. It's a very good song. Yeah. And then episode eight is the double wedding. Oh, yeah. Did you get a double wedding? Yeah. Press release. Did you read it? It's a now. Extended one. I mean, I know Clayton's going to reunite this couple, but I didn't know they were going to, like, get married in an episode or not. No, Clayton are going to reunite in seven. Because if you, cause, well, I don't know if they're going to reunite in seven, but it looks like they are, because they're singing a very, like, cutesy love song. So I figured that that would be the episode they reunited, not eight. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they elope. Maybe Tina and Mike elope. I don't know. I hope to God that's not the case. No, they're mentioning Mike and Tina in that wedding episode, and I'm not liking that at all. Since Artie's really uh, not happy about this, and I'm like, 
Well, yeah. Like, I honestly think they missed so many opportunities to reunite Artie and Tina. And I'm just like, I don't know why they couldn't. They haven't, no. Well, I don't think they're going, so I'm pretty much I'm sure. No. Like, Tina's just going to be, like, wedding fever because everybody's getting married, so she's going to want to get married. But then it's not going to happen because Artie's going to convince her that it's ridiculous. Like, you don't even, like, yeah. I don't think this has anything to do with Artie being jealous. I think it more or less has to do with, like, you're an idiot. Snap out of it. (laughs) Not everybody has to get married as a team. Snap out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Idiot. Well, anyway, yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to uh, Friday's episode because I, I, I think what the world needs now is going to be a good um, performance, at least. Oh yeah, the, the soundtrack for the episode is really good, really good. Have you heard it? It's really good. They did a great job on this. I haven't episode. heard it yet. Kind of interested about saying there's a lot. Of, they want to be close to you, and I'm like, oh my god, my mom made me listen to nothing but the Carpenters growing up, so got to be interested to see how that's going to sound. Do you know who sings it? I have uh, Sam. So Sam. Yeah. 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 I wonder yeah. why. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why he sings it. Could it be? Yeah. All roads lead back to Rachel. <laughs> Could it be he's falling in love with someone? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Although it's kind of quick, but this is Glee, and they only have twelve six episodes left, so they have to rush stuff. I mean, Will and Emma. Will and Emma got together by the end of the thirteen episodes. So, and that was supposed to be only supposed to be the, that, that was it. That was going to be the ending of Glee. Originally, they were only ordered yeah. 13, and it ended with Will and Emma, Will chasing Emma. Oh, and I'm pretty sure I have a prediction for the finale. There's going to be a chase scene. You know those cliche, you know those, you know how series finale looks. So you know how writers love to write those uh, cliche chase scenes in series yeah. finales. You know how they love that. And I mean, Glee was going to do it. Rachel was going to chase after Finn. She, back to, she was going to chase Finn back to Lima. And she was going to get with, together with him. And then we'll chase Emma and kiss her. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's another chase scene. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you know how this show loves cliches. And I love those, I love that cliche. Ross and Rachel is my favorite of that cliche. Like, that scene still still gives me, like, goosebumps. Like, the one where um, I got off the plane. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. I actually thought, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, my God, please don't tell me that she did not get off the plane. Uh Yeah. But, yeah. Back to Glee. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, we covered three episodes. Well, we did. We did in about an hour, so I'm impressed. We did it. Yay. Kept things moving along. So, anyway. I can't wait for next week's episode. And this week's. I'm really excited about this week's. I mean, it was a nice two myself, so I think it's going to be good. I think they'll be decent. They look like they're going to be good, hopefully. I'm hopefully worth my time watching. I'm a Sample fan, so obviously I'm definitely excited for this week because, hello, uh, yeah, they're, they're many Will and Emma, so of course I love them. So, of course, yeah, I'm excited for this one, and I'm excited for Seven because I get to see Emma again, and we get to see Mama with their family, and I can have that complete image in my head now. And I can just, I can just let it go now. Mm-hmm. Six years. Yeah. Took six years to get to this point. Dude, they could have been married by the end of season two if they would have just not done all the stupid crap they did. No, season three. Yes, season three. Be quiet. Thank you. Huh. I'm sorry, Ray. We're gonna. It's okay. I think we're gonna end here anyway. So I know it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, I gotta get to bed too. So I have yeah. school at like 12:30 tomorrow. 
I know that's early. I know it's late, but I still got to get up early. I got to get up early, and uh, um, yeah. I because I like to get to my I like to get to my school early so I can eat my lunch and then iron out my uniform so it looks nice and I don't look like a total slob going to the kitchen. Of course, of course. We so should we get points taken off of our uniforms? Not right. So. Huh. Yep. Ah. Okay. Well, okay. All right then. Yeah. Well, thank you all for calling in and discussing the episode with me. These three Not episodes. No so we'll be back next week, same time, same place, and okay. we'll discuss what the world needs now. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good night. Good night. Good night. Take care. Talk to you soon. See you. All right. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.